Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. There is a transition period because Tom Brady doesn't necessarily play or hasn't necessarily played the way Bruce Arians likes to play. Although there's, of course, crossover in all offenses and crossover in the two uh, offenses, you know, where the Patriots have been and, and where Tampa or where Bruce Arians has been. That's the former NFL MVP, the former Super Bowl winner, Kurt Warner, talking about what Tom Brady faces as he changes offenses. And, of course... Kurt Warner would be a good guy to speak about that because we're going to expect Brady to play at a high level and Warner played at a high level. And Warner knows about changing teams because he was with the Rams, he was with the Giants, he was with the Cardinals. The Giants era went very poorly. The Rams, he got to two Super Bowls and won one. And then with the Cardinals, they got back to the Super Bowl. So I guess we ought to listen to him. He knows what he's talking about in this one, PK. Yeah, actually, I completely and totally disagree with what he's saying. There is no such offense, Bruce Arians' offense. The key to coaching is to take whatever talent you have and get the best talent out of it. So it's not about this is my offense and you conform to me. I couldn't disagree with Kurt Warner more. And I, I understand his resume. I know it full well. I didn't need you to read it off for me. But I think that uh, Arians has got to figure out ways to tailor his offense to the skills that Tom Brady has at 43 years of age. That's what's going to make this thing a success, not try to make Brady into what Bruce Arians is. It needs to be other, the other way around. I expect there'll be I expect there'll be a little bit of both because you know the offense has got to work for the players who are already on the roster and their offense was pretty prolific. What was killing them was turnovers. So I expect there'll be a mix of the, of the two. If they add some routes and all that, but I don't think they're going to change all the terminology for Tom because the whole team knows it. It's better to have one guy learning it, but they'll probably adapt along the way. The Patriots keep adapting by eliminating older, expensive players. Kicker Steven Gotzkowski out. He's been there 14 years. He's coming off left hip surgery. You know, there's two schools of thought on what the Patriots are doing. One is they're not done at the quarterback position, and they're waiting maybe for some value guys maybe to hit the uh, market. If Cam Newton can't be traded and he's waived, then they can go in and not absorb his contract, just offer him something new and less expensive. And then the other thought is they're going to tank this season, and they're going to try and go get Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. And there's no lottery in football, so if you make sure you're terrible, you can make sure you get the number one pick. You want to bet which way they're going? Uh, Yeah. And the number one pick, you know what that guarantees you? That guarantees you the number one pick. Because you just told me that Cam Newton was potentially going to be released. Well, he was the number one pick. So (laughs) I'm not so concerned about getting the number one pick. I'm concerned about getting the best team that I can get. Because quarterback, we've seen it a thousand times over. It's a hit and miss position. And so there's no such thing as a sure thing at quarterback. I mean, you're talking about Tom Brady here two seconds ago who was drafted 199th. So I don't I don't buy that. I, I think that they're going to try to win as many ball games. What I don't know what Belichick is, but he's got to be pushing 70. And so to me, I think in the, in the NFL – I don't think this is like the other sports in baseball and basketball. I think you need to be in a win-now mentality because one player is not going to make a difference. Several players are going to make a difference. And if you can find a way to get several players who are really good through the draft, 
then do that. And obviously, there's only going to be one of them is going to be a first-round pick. So I think they're going to try to win as many games as they can. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. NBA icon Charles Barkley announced 10 10 days ago he's being tested for the coronavirus after falling ill. Does not have COVID-19. He said he tested negative. Obviously, a lot of NBA players have tested positive. We've heard from several different clubs, several different players. Some of them named, some of them not. Uh, Basketball's governing body, FIBA, is telling players around the world to stay inside. In no circumstances should our passion to play basketball surpass the importance of following the instructions of the public authorities. Now, South Korea's Korean League canceled the remainder of their season, but China's apparently trying to restart the basketball league there. So it seems like conflicting statements out of those folks. Well, have we been told to stay inside almost, all, if not all the time, almost all the time? I think I don't know. I don't know that that's 100% accurate, is it? At least over here, maybe wherever FIBA is in charge of, and other places, they're literally supposed to be inside at all times. But I thought we can go outside and walk around a little bit. Yeah, I think we can, and I think you know it depends on where you live and how it's designed and all that. The, the stuff I see from you know older cities in Italy or Spain or wherever, you know, people don't have yards. So if everybody goes out and walks around the streets, it get crowded. Uh, you know, here with the suburbs, I think it is a little different because you can go outdoors and you know, be 20 feet away from everybody, let alone six feet away from everybody. So Canada and Australia have already announced they would not send their teams and athletes to Tokyo this summer. The United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee issued a request to postpone the games until 2021. And now the Prime Minister of Japan and the President of the IOC are talking about that. The IOC board would have to vote to formally postpone the event. But uh, it seems from some of the reporting I've read on this, it was kind of a game of chicken because if either one cancels, then there's all kinds of financial penalties and considerations. And I think they finally decided, hey, let's do this together and just push it back a summer. Uh, Speaking of the Olympics now, uh, yeah, yeah, well, Dick Pound, the IOC member, said yesterday that they weren't going to be played this summer and that they were going to look to do it the following summer, which obviously is 2020. And, and I, I think that's the way they have to go under the circumstances of 2021. Yeah, I think that's the way they have to go under the circumstances. And so when Dick Pound said what he said uh, to me, I took that as literal. I'm with you on that. And it seems like the only thing to do. Uh, how are these athletes supposed to train? There are still qualifiers to be held. And then even if you get to right. that point, you're going to put 10,000 athletes in Olympic Village. I mean, come on. That just seems like there's all kinds of trouble. And how many, how many workers do you need to support that and all the food preparation? And uh, it just it seems impossible. And it travels so hard now. How are all those people going to be able to travel? Uh, all the officials, all the support people it takes to put on all those events. just seems it's a massive undertaking in the best of times. And obviously times are very complicated now. So. Seems like a no-brainer. Did you know that I once covered Olympic qualifying figure skating? No, I did not know that. Brought all your expertise. All your expertise coming together. Everything you learned living (laughs) in the desert. I remember Dad had come home from his second job and turned the hose on, and we'd all run and play in it because it would never freeze in Phoenix. Well, and I actually covered them at the Fabulous Forum in Southern California, and we know it never rains in Southern California. So, yeah, they sent me over there. I had no clue. But I found a a lady 
who was also a reporter. I remember, I can't remember her last name. Uh, first name was Lisa. She was from the Press Enterprise out in Riverside, and she knew a lot about it. And I didn't know squat. And followed and her. So around. I just went up to her. <laughs> I said, "Can you help me here? Because I don't know anything about any of this, but I have a job to do, and I need to approach it in the manner that I would any job, no matter what." Well, it never mattered to me. You know, obviously, I would be more excited covering the NBA Finals, but it never mattered. The job was the job, and you wanted to do your best, no matter if you were covering high schools or you're covering, you know, the top of the line. So here I was doing Olympic trial figure skating, and I did. I was like, I think yesterday was National Puppy Day. Well, back then in the 90s, that was follow Lisa around PK Day, and I just did whatever she did, and and uh, she really helped me out as far as. Olympic qualifying figure skating. Well, I have never covered Olympic qualifying figure skating, and that's good because I know about as much as you do. I did cover uh, some volleyball stuff leading up to the Olympics. Teams would come, and there's a tradition at the college radio station I, I worked at at KCSB at UC Santa Barbara of broadcasting volleyball on the radio. And I didn't know anything about volleyball when it started. And I learned a lot. There was a guy there who knew, knew a lot. Whoa, whoa. You knew nothing about volleyball? No, I didn't know a thing. I'd never played it. I didn't know people who played it. Okay, I knew the basic rules. You, but you didn't, you, know, you didn't. <laughs> but it, to do it on the radio, what's the difference between a, an X, a back X, a shoot set? A, 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 I don't Even know. better, they wouldn't have any idea. Even better to do it on radio because they're not watching it, so they have no idea. You could have made it up the whole way and been just fine. Steve Selman taught me a lot about it, and so I ended up doing stuff. And everything was good until I went down to uh, to the Long Beach Arena, and it we I don't know why, but we were doing this USA South Korea, and then they put you halfway up the arena, and you don't know, and everybody's got the same haircut, and you can't see the numbers because you're on the side, and that gets to your point about man, you just start making stuff up. Like I'm pretty sure it was somebody, so I'm just gonna sell it, and we're gonna go with that. I don't know. I don't know who just spiked it. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up, Jason Cole, veteran NFL reporter, Hall of Fame voter, is going to join us to talk about all the free agency of the past week, the balance of power shifting, everything changing. We'll talk with Jason coming up in about 15 minutes right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.